is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs has been in practice for 37 years as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. And now here's your host, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hello, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and this is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week as we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. I've been on the radio in Kansas City now for 27 years, the last 17 years here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. And uh, the last couple of months, our show has begun to become syndicated around the country, which I'm excited about to give our message and send our message out to people all over the country about the mental side of sports and the things we talk about on this show, specifically attitudes, mindsets, but also about sportsmanship. If you've listened to my show before, you know that one of my passions is the issue of youth sports. I have been a sports psychologist since 1981, and I've had the privilege, and I say it's a privilege because I've met so many wonderful people throughout my career, to work with so many people in so many different sports youth sports, high school, collegiate, professional, Olympic. A couple weeks ago, I ran into a young lady at a sandwich shop down the street from my office. And she was looking at me sort of strangely with another guy. And then she came over, she goes, are you Andy? And I go, yes. She goes, oh my God, it's Dr. Bob. Well, this young lady swam on the University of Kansas swim team 35 years ago. And I knew who she was, and she recognized me, and I recognized her. Hadn't seen her in 35 years. And we uh, went and had lunch this week. It was great to see her again and catch up on things. I used to be called Dr. Bob from the Bob Newhart Show. For those who are old enough to remember that show from the 80s, Bob Newhart was a psychologist on TV. Anyway, it just made me think as we we talked, as uh, Kelly and I talked over lunch, of all the things I've done throughout my career. And the one thing that I, I think I'm happiest about is the message I try to give people on this show about sportsmanship, specifically at the youth sport and high school level. We have big time issues with sportsmanship in this country. I think you know that if you have kids who play sports, if you've been to a youth sporting event, you have probably seen someone scream at a referee Someone berate a coach, someone yell at a child, and not necessarily in a positive way. You've probably heard curse words, you've probably heard insulting comments, you've probably seen people threaten people. I've shared many times on this show, my sons, who are now 28 and 27, sporting life growing up, and the things that I witnessed, and I witnessed so many things. And we have an issue with this in youth sports today that's gotten worse. 40% of officials believe parents cause most problems. 
64% have had to eject spectators from youth games for bad behavior, and 70% of referees quit within their first three years. I talked about this a couple weeks ago, and that's from the National Association of Sporting Officials. So we've got a problem with this in our society, and it's getting worse. I've talked about this forever. I've been going back through video clips of myself I'm going to be putting on my website of interviews I've done on this topic for the last 25 years. I found one from 21 years ago when I was on a current affair talking about this. And, you know, it's something we've talked about forever on this show, and it's an issue we need to address. And today we're going to be interviewing, after our first break, Brian Barlow. He's a soccer referee in Tulsa, Oklahoma, who has started a program called the STOP program. And it's to help soccer clubs and youth sports take back the game from abusive and unruly parents and reverse the shortage of referees because up to 70% have quit because of parents. But here's the cool thing about what he's done. He started this program, and he offers $100 for videos of parents behaving badly and posts them on Facebook. We're going to have him on on our first commercial break and talk to him throughout the rest of the show about this. This is an issue that's become worse, and it's continuing to get worse, I believe, because we don't have guidelines set up for this behavior. You know, one of the things I talk about all the time, and I've emphasized it on here on this show, about the importance of coaches having a preseason meeting, setting up your philosophy with the parents and the kids on the team. Meet with the parents and the kids. Talk about why you're coaching, what your goals are, and ask them why they're there. What do they want to accomplish? And you will eliminate a lot of problems at that preseason meeting because if some of you determine that they're not on the same page, you don't have to be on that team. You can leave and go somewhere else. And if you have a disagreement, you can talk about it. And the more I talk with people, here's why we get into this. I've been in private practice for 37 years. And I've seen a shift in the last 10 years in the ages of kids coming into my office. I'm getting younger and younger kids coming into my office now. And here's why. Their confidence has been destroyed by youth sport coaches and the youth sports experience. They've been degraded. They've been derided. They've been yelled at. They've had parents curse them out. They've been told they're not good enough. They're failures. They stink. The team lost because of them. And these young people who are sometimes seven and eight, I've, I've had, I, I have eight-year-olds in my office now, which is ridiculous for an eight-year-old to be coming in to see a sports psychologist about their sports performance because they have lost their confidence. Now, to come in and talk about other things may be different, but because they've lost their confidence... But they've lost their confidence because they've had an adult insult them. Why would you insult an eight-year-old because they struck out or dropped a, dropped a ball or missed a shot or screwed up? I mean, it's one thing if behavior's bad. That's not what we're talking about. But if they make a mistake and you yell at them or curse at them or insult them, what's wrong with you? So we're going to talk to Brian Barlow this morning. And we're going to get into this with him because he's a referee, he's a dad, and he said he's had enough. And he started this program called Stop to help soccer clubs and youth sports take back the game. And I think it's awesome. 
you know, this is this is something we've got to get into and we need to talk about. And I want to open up our phone lines and I want to hear from you. If you're a parent, if you're a referee, if you're a coach and you've witnessed this bad behavior, what did you do about it? If you have witnessed cursing, insulting behavior, parents or coaches losing control at a game, like to hear from you what happened and what did you do about it? Most people sit on their hands, don't want to do anything. They don't want to report it. They don't want to say anything. And I think it's time that people did step up. They don't. Now, I've talked about this many times on this show. Don't get involved. Don't try to confront that person right there because it's going to cause a problem for you. There are league officials you should deal with. There are coaches you should deal with. The, the coach of a team needs to be in charge of not only the athletes but the parents. If you are a coach, it's your job to be a psychologist. I've talked about it many times on this show. And in our book, Just Let Him Play, that I co-wrote with Jeff Montgomery and Pete Malone, we talk about it extensively, about parent behavior, coaches' behavior at games. And I think it's essential and important that that be done. I want to hear from you. Give me a call, and let's talk. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week. We talk about the mental side of sports on this show. Today I'm talking about the topic of sportsmanship, parents, coaches' behavior, it's youth sports games. And in a moment we're going to be talking with Brian Barlow down in Tulsa, Oklahoma, about his program called Stop because he's had enough as a referee and a parent watching this crazy behavior. And we're going to get to him in a moment. Before we get Brian on the line, let's talk to Lynn, who's been waiting patiently during our break. Lynn, good morning. How are you? Lynn, are you there? Hello. Yes, how are you? Yes. You're on the air. Go ahead. Well, I was just calling because my husband and I are grandparents. So we've raised our kids, and our kids have always been in sports. And we haven't seen what you're talking about. Uh, actually, what we've seen is the competitiveness, competitiveness of sports being taken out. Uh, it seems like kids are afraid to uh, lose, and therefore they back out of sports because at an early age, everybody wins. They don't even keep score. Uh, they they don't build up any resilience to losing and finding out that losing is okay to encourage them to go on and try and find what it is they're passionate about, and therefore they just drop out of trying. Well, and you're bringing are, up I an... I mean, I taught school forever, and we had to encourage and talk kids into playing just simple games like uh, uh, a tag and races because they didn't want to lose. Well, you're bringing up a, a great issue, Lynn, and it's another point that we've talked about on this show many times on our book, Just Let oh, Them Play. Our third, no, our third, cha- our third chapter says embracing failure can lead to fun. You're exactly right. We don't teach kids how to fail. 
and we teach them to, to be afraid of failing, and it's wrong to fail. And we think that Jeff Montgomery, Pete Malone, and I in our book talk about the importance of teaching failure. We're all going to screw up, and it's okay. It's part of life. So you can't quit because you're afraid to fail. You have to learn how to deal with that. And you're bringing up another issue. I'm glad, though, you're mentioning you haven't seen this unruly behavior at youth sporting events. That's great. Well, it pretty much seems like uh, our children play in Colorado, our grandkids, and in Lawrence, Kansas, and they're into, like, premier soccer and stuff. And sometimes you do see parents getting after their kids, but generally speaking, the coaches just don't let it happen. Well, so I'm glad. I'm glad. Listen, I'm glad you see that, and I'm glad your your grandkids are on teams where that isn't going on. Because I'll tell you what, if they started doing that, they'd want to quit. Listen, Lynn, thank you so much for calling in. You're bringing up a great point, and thanks for listening today. Appreciate it. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye, bye. Let's now go to to Brian. Brian Barlow. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. Hey, I just want to say I want to I want to officiate and ref wherever her kids are playing soccer. That's where I want to ref. Yeah, well, you know what? I don't get many calls like that on this show where you're hearing about there isn't any of this going on. I get calls all the time from parents and coaches and spectators about people going berserk. So let let's talk about your program. I I you know, when I read about this this past week, I said I've got to have you on the show because I've been talking about this forever. I've been on the radio for 27 years here in Kansas City. Our show's now going national, and I have been talking about this forever with with parents and teams, and I've been giving presentations, and I love what you're doing. So tell us how you got into this and why you're doing this. Well, you know, I, I as a referee, you get um, screamed at. You hear all kinds of vulgarities. Uh, you get threatened. Um, you see... Uh, verbal, excuse me, physical abuse. But, uh, you know, as a referee, you can't say anything back. I mean, you, you just got to keep, you got to start the game, you got to keep the game going. So I started this Facebook page about 14 months ago called um, Offside on Facebook. And it, it was basically just me as a referee being able to yell back at you, but through Facebook, and, uh, and then tell you and describe the things that I hear as a referee that are just insane, that are just crazy, that are just inappropriate, and uh, so I got quite a bit of a following just because I'm the referee that, that yells back at you and makes you look like an idiot because most parents don't know even the basic fundamentals of officiating a soccer game, okay? First off, it's called offside. It's not called offside. It's, it's handling, not handball. It's, it's dangerous play, not high kick, you know, and you hear those things being yelled all the time. Well, I, um, I, had, a, I had a buddy of mine send me a video of a lady uh, that kicked a soccer ball at a youth referee um, after a, a pretty intense play. Uh, the referee came over to try to help describe the player, whatever it was, the, the you know, uh, describe what she saw. And I guess the lady, the parents, we call them cheeseburgers, by the way, uh, didn't uh, didn't like it. So as the referee walked away, she took the ball, kicked it at her, and then a big scene erupts and cussing. And, and again, this is like a U10 kids soccer tournament. And uh, I saw that video, and, and I own a marketing company, and I tell companies all the time, you have to make a bold statement. And in order to stand out, you have to make a bold statement and stand behind it. So I thought, you know, I'm going to take my own advice here. I'm going to make a bold statement. So I post that video, and I said, listen, I've had enough of this as a referee. I don't want to see this stuff anymore. And if you see referee abuse in any form or way, 
I, and I and I and you send that video. I want you to I want you to capture it on video. I want you to send it to me. And if I post it on my Facebook page, I'm going to give you a hundred dollars. And I'll tell you this, uh, Dr. Andrew. I, I I thought I might get twenty or thirty videos, and up to this point, I've received close to four thousand videos. Are you bro- are you broke yet? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Send send money quick, would you? So four thousand videos, and this is of all kinds of sports. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, and, and that's the other thing is you know I kind of started this page you know, with a, with a soccer initiative in mind. It's grown into a youth ref. It's, it's actually grown into a youth sports initiative. Uh, I I have received videos from volleyball, from basketball, from wrestling, from cheerleading, uh, and and then of course the majority of them are are soccer, but. Uh, it's, you know, and a lot of the videos are just your typical yelling and screaming, you know, come on, ref, what are you looking at, ref? This is ridiculous, ref. You know, that, those are the type of videos I don't, I don't post. Uh, I mean, the videos have to be really, really dramatic and, 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 a, and a teaching lesson for people in order for me to post them. But, uh, but yeah, it, it was quite shocking. And at that point, I knew, you know what, I've got to, I've got to develop some kind of an initiative. I've got to, I've got to do something to curb this kind of behavior because it's, it's completely out of line. Okay, so we've got this going on. You've got this Facebook page. We're going to go to a commercial break here in about a minute and a half, Brian. But, so when we come back from our break, I want to talk about how we change it. Okay, you're, you're exposing it now. You're getting people to expose it. Now we have to do something to educate people. Because this, right you know, this, this is youth sports. The purpose of youth sports is what? Yeah, I mean, that, and that's, my, I, that's a great question. I, for me, youth sports is about learning life, how to deal with life, how to overcome adversity. If you get knocked down, you got to learn how to get back up. If you don't get the whistle that you want, you got to overcome adversity and still try to find a way to win. Uh, listen, if you have to have every call go your way in order to win or to be a great athlete, we're missing the point of, of sports. You know, parents suck the innocence completely out of youth sports because we want to win so bad. We want to show that trophy at the end of the game or the end of the tournament and, and put it on Facebook and our social networking so we can we can claim our dominance as parents. Look how great of a parent we are. Exactly, and day, that's and that's and that's the problem we've got. And the word fun has has left youth sports. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. We're talking to Brian Barlow, a referee in Tulsa, Oklahoma, who has started a program called Stop to help educate people about the problems in youth sports. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week. We talk about the mental side of sports on this show, and today I'm talking to Brian Barlow. He is a soccer referee, a dad, and a man with a passion and a mission from Tulsa, Oklahoma, about what's wrong with youth sports. And he started a program called Stop to help soccer clubs and youth sports take back the game from abusive and unruly parents. And, you know, Brian... Tell us about the program, why you started it, and where it's at right now, and, and how people can get involved. Well, yeah, so, so we know there's an issue. Listen, every club, every association, to every youth sports um, uh, game, 
uh, in this country understand there's a major um, concern regarding how parents behave on the side of a youth sporting event. And so, um, I, like I said earlier, I, I, I'm a marketing guy, and I thought, man, I, I, you know, I'm able to see, I, I can see something. I, I can see that we can put together and orchestrate an initiative and be able to execute it. You have to remember a lot of these people at these clubs and organizations, they're, they're volunteers or, or it's not their primary job. And so I put together STOP, which stands for Stop Tormenting Officials Permanently. And really the premise of the entire thing is let the coaches coach, let the players play, and let the referees ref. That is sports. We're supposed to be there to cheer. We're supposed to be there to support. We're supposed to be there to unconditionally love our children and our player, win or lose. And uh, so, so stop is basically it's this visually dominating signage all throughout the complex. It has layers. It, it gives, like, for, for, for youth soccer referees, they get, we give them what's called a referee pass. Because when, you, when you're 14 or 15, 16, 17 years old and, and a coach is acting wayward, it's very intimidating to go, hey, coach, I'm going to kick you off the game. I'm going to dismiss you if you continue to act this way. So we give them referee passes that do all the talking for them. We give marshals vests that describe, hey, if I'm at your field, this is why I'm at your field. We give them stop signs to hold to wave at the parents on the other side of the pitch to let you know, okay, the referee at this game has made us aware that you guys are acting unruly. I'm going to ask you to stop, even though it's just a visual dump. So anyway, it's so, ho- so hold on. So let me ask you. Let me ask you. So so you've got a 14 year old girl who's out refereeing yep. a soccer game, and yep. she's refereeing a girls game, and you've got a 300 pound man, a father, who doesn't like the call she's making and starts yelling at her. What is she supposed yeah. to do? Exactly. Well, she's supposed to. She's supposed to go to the coach and say, "Hey, coach, um, I hold you responsible for your actions and your sidelines actions. And I've got one of your parents that are being uh, disrespectful to me in the game of soccer. I'm going to ask you to either calm him down. If you can't, I'm going to ask you that he needs to be removed. So imagine a 14 year old girl telling a coach that. It's just, it's just hard, right? Yeah, it's very. I, and I and when my kids played, I saw this happen several times. I've talked about it on this show over the years. I mean, I saw a, a, an adult, after I did a show one morning, went to my son's 12-year-old game, and before his game, this, there was a girls game going on where a parent tackled the referee, the, the sideline referee as the game ended. And, it, I mean, I, I've seen it myself. So, of course, this is, this is 16 years ago. But, so you, you're, you're telling them to go to the coach, so they'll, they'll have something planned at the beginning of the game, then go to the coach. What if the coach doesn't do anything? Then what happens? Yeah, so if the coach doesn't do anything, then then basically the referee at that point, you know, she has she or he has the authority to uh, abandon the game, um, which isn't good for the kids. Uh, but uh, a kid referee should never be put in that position to have to make that decision in the first place. So we give them these referee passes that basically say, "Hey, this is your warning. Um, this game is for kids. It's supposed to be played by kids. I'm a I'm a youth referee." Um, I'm going to ask you to be quiet. The next time I blow the whistle, I'm going to abandon the game. You know, so, so instead of having to use all those words, they just take that pass out of their pocket and they hand it to the coach. The coach then knows, okay, listen, I guess maybe I've crossed the line or I'm on the line or whatever, and I should probably chill out. You know, just little things like that. At the end of the day, we have to hold people accountable to their actions, and then the clubs and organizations have to do something about it when they don't. When, when they do something bad or if they get dismissed from a game, we have to support and get behind the referees at all costs. Okay, so let's. I, I love what you're saying here because this is exactly what I've been talking about on this show forever. So let's just let's take a, a specific example you can give us. 
has a parent done this and have they continued, then do you ban, ban them from coming back to games? I mean, what happens when they, you know, they, they don't get it? Well, I've seen, I, I've witnessed, heard, and experienced uh, quite a bit of these situations, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you the one that's probably the most uh, relatable to me, and that's the one with my um, my daughter. Um, she was at a soccer tournament uh, about 80 miles from where we live, and um, I, when we when we, we travel on the weekends as a family, and sometimes we we all are referees, sometimes one of us are playing soccer, and sometimes two of us are refing. So she happened to be the one that was uh, refing with me that weekend, and my other boy was playing in the tournament, and. Uh, so I'm on one field on one side of the complex. She's on the on the other, and uh, uh, apparently um, uh, a group of adults decided that the game was not being called the way that they felt like it should be called, and started cussing at the the girl crew, which included my daughter, and uh, and then started threatening the girls um, with uh, all kinds of slanderous comments, including they should never ref again and they should be ashamed of themselves and they don't understand why they're why they are refs because they don't understand the game of soccer. And to the point that the, the tournament officials had to come over and, and literally escort the girls from stop the game and escort the girls from the game back to the clubhouse and put them in a private room away from the parents because it came, became so volatile. So, it, so those situations, while um, they don't happen to me all the time, they happen to youth referees constantly. Again, I'm an experienced ref. This isn't about an experienced referee that does high-level games. This is about youth referees, the fact that we have a youth referee shortage issue, and the fact that it's because 70% of youth referees that sign up quit after season one. 40% of them quit because of the way that they're treated as a person by parents. So let me ask That's this ridiculous. question, Brian. How did your daughter respond to that? How did she deal with that? Well, I, uh, I, I found, they found me, and they came and got me after my game and took me to, to my daughter. She was visibly upset. She was uh, very intimidated. And the conversation after that is, Dad, why, why do people treat us like that? Which was very disheartening. I mean, she lives in an environment where we talk about refereeing. We're a part of refereeing. We're constantly uh, training and, 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 uh, and officiating games. And there we are having a conversation again because she's a, good, a kid. She does not process things like an adult. And so there we are having this conversation. Why are we being treated? Why are we outcasts? Why do people feel like it's okay and, and right to say those things to us, Dad? I don't understand. Uh, that was the most disheartening thing. And, th- and then we had the conversation of, Dad, I don't want to continue doing this if that's the way I'm going to be treated. And you know what? And rightfully so. She should be able to have that conversation. She should have those feelings. That is a conversation that I should not have to have, regardless that she's my daughter. Any parent should not have to have that conversation with a youth referee of theirs uh, based on the fact of how adults act. Are you getting responses from programs around the country and other sports to implement your STOP program? Yeah. Yes, I am. I I was, like I said uh, earlier, I, I, I kind of built it with soccer in mind, but I quickly realized uh, that I had to make it a little bit more neutral. Um, we have uh, apparently, apparently, uh, kids basketball is is just a nightmare. Um, apparently, I, I see more physical confrontation uh, at, at kid basketball games than I do soccer or any other sport. Uh, I don't know what it is about basketball, but it, well, it I think I'll tell you real. why. And, and I've I've witnessed it myself. I think you're in an enclosed area. There's a lot of tension in there. When you're outside, you know, you're outside, it, it, it can dissipate easily. 
it you know that you can yeah. move away but you're in a gym it's enclosed area it can be hot in there it can be intense you know the, the noise is is all inside instead of outside so yeah. that's one of the reasons for that i'm sports psychologist dr andrew jacobs today i'm talking to brian barlow who's invented the stop program to help soccer club soccer clubs and youth sports take back the game from unruly parents and coaches we're on the leader in sports this is the sports psychology hour this is the sports psychology hour This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour, and from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every, every week as we talk about sports psychology and the mental side of sports. And today I'm interviewing Brian Barlow that has founded a program called STOP that helps youth sports programs take back the game from abusive parents, abusive coaches, and the craziness that goes on. And, Brian, we're going to go to a phone call here in a moment. But, you know, this program, which I think is awesome, okay, you got started because of your experience as a referee, what you've seen at these games. How can people get involved in the program? Where can they reach you? What's the best way to, for people to start to get involved? Yeah, you know, first first things first, everyone's got Facebook, right? And so I, I wanted this initiative be, to be surrounded by Facebook. So I started the uh, um uh, a Facebook page called Your Offside. Um, you can and I and I try to be very interactive and very engaged on Offside. So you can message me. Uh, you can engage in the conversation. Let me tell you, there's uh, there's multiple conversations a day from thousands and thousands of people from across the country regarding certain issues uh, that we bring up. And again, a lot of it's fun. Uh, we like to make fun of people on there in regards to parents and how they act. And uh, so there's referees on there. There's coaches on there. There's soccer administrators on there. Uh, and then, of course, um, uh, we you can go to stoprefabuse.com. Stop uh, that's the stop uh, website where you can see all the signage, you can see the program, you can see the initiative. And if you want it for your club organization, you can order it directly from there. Okay, great. Let's go uh, talk to our caller here. Let's see what Roger has to say. Roger, good morning. How are you? Good. Yourself? Great. Thank you for calling in. Okay, I've been for 30 years. I'm uh, over the hill now, but... Uh, I was listening to the rationale, and I also operated a program in the military for about 25 all around the world, and I've seen seen it all. But I tell you what, yes, the military has a different format because you can hold people accountable. But even in the civilian world, the biggest mistake we make is, first of all, well, we're fighting TV, what they see on TV, how people, referees are treated. And number two, you have parents that think they know the game because they watched it on TV. So the biggest issue for me was I got it straight with youth activities. I had senior officials, they always wanted the big game, you know, hypothetically Arsenal versus Liverpool. But then on Saturday morning, they were too good to do the little kids' games. Well, I said, you're good enough to do the big boys, you can do the little boys, because that's how the youth learn to officiate. They work with a senior official. Now, the programmer has a problem with the disciplinary of the team. Very easy on that one. We used to tell them, no parents. If you bring parents, you you forfeit the game. 
who's hurting the kids, unfortunately. But you want to turn it to, it's the parents. Because the kids are the best, I guess, um, leveler. Because when the kids go, hey, Dad, would you shut up? Otherwise, you're going to forfeit the game. That hurts a parent, if he's a real parent. Well, and, and, so and that's how the... Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no see, you know, I want Brian's comments on this. And see, that's where I always talk about, and I mentioned this at the beginning of the show, you have a preseason meeting before your season gets yep. started where you sit down with the parents and the coaches and the athletes together and you talk about yep. the goals, expectations of the season, about practice right. schedules and all that, but you talk about behavior. Right, Brian? Is, don't you think that would eliminate a lot of this? Well, you know, you know, this gentleman, he nailed the tier system. I, I call it the three-tier system. It has to start from a national level but by what people see and hear from the top players, the big games, the, the, the national oh, yeah. associations. And then, and then it goes to the, and then it goes to the clubs and organizations. Hey, clubs and organizations need to step up and say, coaches, this is how you're going to perform as a coach. This is what the expectations are for your team. And if you don't abide by it, then you will forfeit the game. And then guess what? The, the third layer is the coach. The coach holds the, pe- the people accountable. And so he, he nailed it. And then another thing that he nailed is, yeah, the, the toughest games to referee are the U6, U8, U10, U12 games. Our least experienced referees are on those games. So what? How do we change? How do we change it then? What do we do? It, it, it's awareness like this. It's it's the it's these conversations. It's pushing the envelope. It's telling people, hey, we no longer just want to talk about that there's a problem, but we have to fix the problem. Instead of talking, listen, I've learned. I've heard for the past ten years, everyone's had the discussion. Everyone's got in a room and said, hey, we have a problem. And to this point in time, outside of uh, the initiative, silence. I think it's called Silent Saturdays which I think is brilliant, by the way, uh, where, where they don't allow anyone to speak on, you know. At, well, that's, at that, started, that started in Cleveland, where, where in Cleveland what they did was they banned parents from coming to the games, and everybody had to, they put fences up, and the parents had to be quiet. I always tell coaches to bring a bag of Tootsie Pops and give it to the parents and say, suck on this during the game. <laughs> well, right can on. I interject something? Here? Yeah, go ahead, Roger. Can I? Oh, okay. Well, if we don't have to look at uh, local rules, all you got to do is look at FIFA. What happens when they have uh, racial incidents and everything else? And we're talking about big clubs. They'll clear the stadium, and nobody comes in except the players. Imagine how much revenue yeah. they lose. But well, yeah. the point no, is, I like the idea about the fence, although that's fine. But the thing is, we have to teach the parents. Well, what I used to do is, well, my director and myself, We'd have a meeting with everybody, just like the gentleman said, everybody. And we'd lay out the rules, and we have rules specific on decorum, sideline decorum, how you treat officials, blah, 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 you know, down the line. And it, it worked. I would say it helped improve it. But the thing is, is when I would emphasize, is, and this gentleman keeps pushing it, I agree, this is a learning experience for people to learn how to organize, work together, no matter what race, color, creed, and also uh, learn something that is almost disappearing, good sportsmanship. And the reason I'd interject that is it's a shame that I don't know if you saw it on YouTube or I think it was one or the other, is the kids lining up for dribble practice and they're dribbling down the field and the coach yells, Neymar! And they all start rolling around on the ground and everything else. 
Well, we all we all listen, Roger. One of the things that we see is 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 people imitate others' behaviors, and when you have professional oh, athletes great. acting inappropriately, then the kids are going to listen. We got to let you go, Roger. I appreciate your call very much, and and thank you for sharing have your thoughts this morning. You too. You know, Brian, there we go. I mean, it's everywhere. So people want to get involved in the STOP program. How can they reach you? How can they get involved? How can they get on your Facebook page, share all that information with us? Yeah, so, yeah, definitely go to my offside page uh, on Facebook, your offside. Uh, my email is barlow at pineapplecrushed.com. You can instant message me uh, through Facebook. You can go to my website, stoprefabuse.com. Uh, yeah, I, and I and I love what Roger had to say. Roger's got a very interesting uh, experienced opinion, uh, and and I appreciate what he had to say too. But listen, at the end of the day, this is all about sportsmanship. It's all about learning how to win with integrity, how learning how to lose with integrity. They go hand in hand. We've got to get out of the way of the parents. We've got to stop sucking the innocence out of the game. We've got to support our kids, cheer them on, and let the players play, let the coaches coach, let the referees well, ref. At the end of the day, it makes soccer better. That's exactly right. And in our book, Just Let Them Play, I have a, a – chapter we call it the athletic box say exactly that but it's a four-prong the, the athlete is affected by the coach the parent and the officials and like we said we let let, let the parents parent the coaches coach the referees referee and let the kids play real quickly in about a minute left here the parent that's at a game that's witnessing another parent on their team going ballistic what do you suggest they do because a lot of parents yeah. don't want to do anything. They'll, they'll walk away. They'll sit on their hands. They don't want to get involved. What's the best thing for the parent to do in one minute who's got another parent on their team going crazy? Yeah, you got to be a part of the solution. So one of the big parts of this whole stop campaign is, is if you start to witness referee abuse or any abuse from your parents or the other team's parents toward you guys or whatever it is, instead of just sitting back and letting the uh, situation develop, I, I ask people to grab their phone get it out, start recording it. Because let me tell you something, if someone starts acting a, a certain way and they see that they're being recorded, it's probably going to diffuse the situation. But if you do capture something, we ask people to send it to my offside page. If we post it, we're going to give that person $100, the big part of the initiative. Uh, again, it, we are trying to shame people into understanding this is how you look. And listen, we've turned a lot of people around. We've turned a lot of what we call cheeseburgers around into normal uh, uh, law-abiding parents on the side of a game because of uh, this kind of stuff. So we're just asking people to be part of the solution, get involved, interact, record it, and, uh, and, don't, and don't stand for it. I mean, we got we got to stop sitting there just uh, hoping that uh, it doesn't happen. We know it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when and what are we going to do about it. Brian Barlow, thank you so much for joining me this, today. This has been a, a tremendous interview. You've got a great message to share with people. I want to thank you for being with me today. And good luck and continued success with, with your offside program. Hey, I thank appreciate you, it. man. We really appreciate the coverage and the awareness. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs here every week. If you want to reach me, there are several ways to get a hold of me. You can follow me on Twitter at, at DRJ Sports Psych, at DRJ S-P-R-T-P-S-Y-C-H. Check out my website, winnersunlimited.com. You can send me an email there at DRJ at winnersunlimited.com. Our shows are podcasted here on my website. Also on our, our station here, Sports Radio 810 WHB. And you can always reach me at my office at 816-561-5556. I'm sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and this is the Sports Psychology Hour. You've been listening to the Sports Psychology Hour. For more information, go to winnersunlimited.com. <laughs>